Thank you. 
So let me read to us 1 Samuel chapter number 10, verse 6, and I'll read verse 7 as well, so we can get a feel of it. It reads, King James, And the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you, come upon thee, and you shall prophesy with them, and shall be turned into another man. Let me read it again. And the Spirit of the Lord will come upon thee, and thou shalt prophesy with them, and shall be turned into another man. And let it be, when these signs are come upon thee, that thou do as occasion serve thee, for God is with thee. For God is with thee. A passage from 2 Corinthians 13, 14. 2 Corinthians 13, 14. The grace of the Lord Jesus the love of God the Father and the communion of the Holy of the, the Spirit of sorry, the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. Again, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. I'll read the NIV. It says the grace of the Lord Jesus and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. I want to share this morning with every one of us living in the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Living in the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. This word fellowship in the New Testament is a very interesting word. It's the word kononia. It is used to describe for us as believers, it is used to describe a communion, a community. It is used to describe a, a fellowship, a partnership, a participation. In fact, one of the words that is found in its definition is the word intercourse. And by that it means social intercourse. It, it's a word that governs even social interactions. That 
this word kunania became not just a statement, but actually a practice among the church, among the New Testament church. A practice in that when it says that they would meet, they would go from house to house, they'll break bread, they would have this kunania, this fellowship, they would craft ways and means to be more in to be more in touch with each other's life. If you remembered how what took place immediately after the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, and which is what we're going to be dealing with in, in, in a lot. That this, this kind of experience is not birth out of just wanting to get together. Usually, persons talk about they don't want the church to become a social club. But the church has to be sociable. It has to have a place. In fact, the Bible says, By this shall all men know that you are my disciples indeed when you do what? When you do what? When you do what? When you love one another. And so kunania is this word. It is always used as a part of what is called the love feast. The love experience. It's a, a whole a whole thing is built around it. Kunania. Everybody say kunania. Say fellowship. Say community. Say partnership. So we have been called into this. Our passage, passages says to us that the Holy Spirit uh, let me rephrase that even before I say it. Our passage says to us that if we are going to function in this time we need more than just to say we want an anointing. What we're having is we have an anointing or we have experiences of the anointing but we don't have fellowship with the Holy Spirit. We don't have this steady, consistent experience of fellowship, of relationship with the Holy Spirit. In fact, we don't even give him the level of attendance that we need to give him. We somehow have managed to renegade him to just, as it were, a watered-down version of God. Instead of understanding, in fact, we trade in for power. We want power, signs, wonders, and miracles. And we trade in for all of that without fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Because once we receive, there's a, there's a word that is always used in, this, in the church, that the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. And so we have gotten the gift and have not built a relationship with the giver. 
and what God is calling us to this very minute, this very moment. And let me make this clear. This is not just those who will be anointed today. In fact, this is for every single person in the room that God is calling you into a deep personal relationship with him in the Holy Spirit. He is saying, this is now or never. This is it. This is it. Your next experience, your next talk, your next thought, your next word, your next motive, your next intent must be directed and guided by the Holy Spirit. And that must flow out of your fellowship, out of your relationship with him. So he's calling us into this relationship. So let me break it down this way. He wants us to know him in the varying capacity that he has introduced himself. He wants us to know him as lawyer. Bible says that the Holy Spirit is the counselor and comforter. He's the counselor. Everybody say counselor. Say comforter. He wants us to know him as comforter and counselor. As counselor. When, we, when you go to court, in the court they refer to your, your, your lawyer as counselor. That he's the one who actually is going to defend you in the presence of everyone. He's the one who's going to stand up and speak up for you. He's the one who's going to stand up and speak up through you. He's the one who's going to stand up. Everybody say, I want to know him as comforter and counselor. He says, I want to be your teacher. Everybody say teacher. The word of God says in John 14, I gave you John 14, 16 earlier. John 14, 26, that the Holy Ghost is the one that when he comes, he's going to teach you all things. Everybody say, teach me all things, Jesus. Say, Holy Ghost, teach me all things. Come and say, teach me all things. And then it says he don't just stop there. He wants to bring all things to your remembrance. Say, Lord, give me a good reminder. Holy Spirit, give me a good reminder. Come on, work with me. So he's teacher. No, let, let, me, let me make, this is what I want for us to get, get. We're not talking about just an anointing here. Because we have become specialists of asking for the double portion. We have become specialists of saying, Lord, touch me again. We have become specialists of going after just an anointing. When God is saying, what I really want is for you to pursue the Holy Spirit. Here is why this is important. This is the season. This is the time in dispensation that the Holy Spirit is the one that is doing his ministry in the earth. If we don't build a relationship with him, we are not going to be able to walk in earth properly. Let me say that again. This is that time. It is he who will have to seal us and keep us towards the end. It is he who we must now begin to open. We need to get up in the morning and say, Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are in my life. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you, you're talking, you're talking, 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 God. I thank you that you speak to me. I thank you that you want to have fellowship with me. 
Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, come and have fellowship with me this morning. I will not leave out of my house until I know that you are with me 100%. Teach me something I didn't know. Teach me something new. Bring something to my remembrance. Remind me. Some of us just need to be reminded. What do we need to be reminded? We need to be reminded we are, we are saved. The Bible says that when we fall into sin, it's because we have forgotten that we were washed and cleansed. Some of us just need to be reminded that you are saved. Seriously. Because the enemy wants to do room for rent, apply within. You know, you know that nursery. We, we, we need to be reminded. And it is the Holy Spirit that comes in and reminds us that, listen to me, you are saved. You can't act and behave like the world. You are saved. You can't tell somebody peace of your mind. You are saved. You can't fly off the handle and behave like you don't know Jesus. You are saved. You can't call up some old boyfriend and say, rope into this. You are saved. So remind me, Holy Spirit. I said to say, remind me, Holy Spirit, that I'm saved. He's not only comforter, counselor, and teacher, but the Holy Spirit is our intercessor. There's a time in your life when you really don't know how to pray, where the thing is so deep that you cannot articulate it. Words fail you to describe the agony and the deepness of that particular trouble. It is the Holy Spirit that comes in and says, let me help you with this. This is too much for you to handle right now. You cannot do this by your own. You don't have words. I have more than words. I am the creator of words. I am the one who produced what is referred to as the Shon Hokodesh. I am the one who produced the holy language, the holy tongue. I am the, the revealer of words. And he comes in. And the Bible said, instead of giving words, he gives groanings that cannot be uttered. Everybody just say, hmm. He gives groanings that cannot be uttered. There's a time when your groanings say more than your words. When you're able to say, Lord, this, this, da, 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 da. But your groaning says every, it says it all. He said, Lord, this is deep. This is painful. This is too much. This is overwhelming. This is, this is tiresome. This is wasting me. This is, this, this is, this is affecting me. I don't know what to do. Everybody say, Holy Spirit, groan through me. Come on. Say, groan through me. Say, groan through me. Groan through me, Holy Spirit. If we are going to navigate in this season, we need to have the fellowship of the Holy Spirit in the areas of groaning. We must give him access to our lives. We, must, we, we need to stop locking him out of our lives and open up the door and say, no, I need to know you more. Holy Spirit, I need to know you more. I need to know you more. Say that with me. Holy Spirit, I need to know you more. I need to know you as my intercessor. The word says that the Holy Spirit is also our seal. Everybody say seal. Say insignia. Whenever you take 
a letter to the post office. They usually sells you a stamp. After you place the stamp and the envelope, this, the, the letter will not move until they apply the official seal on it. It will not move. It will not go to its destination. Even though the address and everything is on it, the seal must indicate that this is now approved. So let me explain to you what the seal is all about. The Bible says this is now Ephesians, Ephesians 4 and verse 30. <clears throat> that God has, he says, grieve not the Holy Spirit, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. That phraseology unto the day of redemption just means final redemption. Because when we got saved, redemption started. Our spirit man and our soul are being renewed and redeemed every day. But our bodies are not yet, our bodies don't catch up to this thing yet. We are still dealing with sicknesses and diseases. So there's a day coming when they, our bodies will be changed from mortal to immortality. From this thing that is sickly into something that is no, no more capable of harboring sickness. But the seal of the Holy Ghost is where he, he says, I have put my stamp of approval on you. Officers, hear me and hear me good. That you are marked. Everybody say, I am marked. Say, I bear the seal of God upon me. I say, I bear the seal of God upon me. Turn to the person beside you and point a bony finger in their face and tell them you are marked. That the seal of God is upon you. Tell them stop act fool fool. Come on, tell them. Stop ask like you stop acting like you don't have something greater than that is in the world. Stop acting like God is a punic. You're not talking, no, you look clapping. I say talk to them. Because since you won't talk to yourself, we have to get somebody to talk to you. So stop act fool fool. Tell them stop act like you're an idiot. Act like you are somebody. Act like the grace of God is upon you. Act like the Holy Spirit is your, is your body, is your friend, is your help, is your seal. Come on, talk to somebody else. Say stop act kinky and act righteous. Come and talk to somebody. Say, stop act fearful. And act in the grace of the Lord. Come and talk to somebody. Say, you are sealed. I said, you are sealed. You are sealed. Tell somebody the mark of God is upon you. I said, the mark of God is upon you. You are bought with a price. You no longer belong to yourself. The mark of Christ is upon you. The mark of the Holy Spirit is upon you. Begin to manifest signs and symbols. 
of that marking. Hold on there, man. Hold on, hold on. This, this matter of seal, this is what, this is why some of you are fighting such a hard battle. Because Satan is after your mark. He wants to give you another mark still, you know. <laughs> but it, but is that, that's not the mark. Well, he's after yours. He's after that which you are sealed by. Hold on, man. I'm not saying this right. Lord, help me to say it properly. When the seal is upon you, it means that your giftings and your callings and your flow, the grace that God has put upon your life, Sister Karine, it means that that grace has a framework within which to operate because it's already been signed off on. It has been sanctioned. Say, seal me, Holy Spirit. Put your mark on me, Holy Spirit. Say, let me manifest the mark of the Holy Spirit. Whew, I have to move on. Fellowship is what we're talking about today. So we need to know him. We need to know him as, as <laughs> lawyer and teacher, comforter, friend, intercessor, and seal. But you need to know him as the gift that the Holy Spirit, he is a gift into our lives. So here is what Joel 2 says. And you shall receive the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. That's Joel 2.28. I paraphrase it in a way that it is condensed for you to hear what he's saying. He says that afterwards I am coming. And when I come to you, you shall receive not miracles, signs, wonders, and power. He says, no, I want you to receive what? The gift of the Holy Spirit. I want you to receive him as a gift. Let me remind you that the word of God says it is a good father that gives good gifts. I said the word of God says it is a good father that gives good gifts. So when God the father releases his Holy Spirit upon your life he's saying to you I am giving you a me as your gift. So his gift, Acts 1 and verse 8, he says, and as you wait, as you wait and receive the Holy Spirit as a gift, then you shall manifest. So again, I paraphrase it. I distilled it all the way down in a way for us to hear what he's saying in the text. He says, I want you to take your eyes of the signs and the wonders for a moment and begin to embrace the person. If you embrace the person, the signs and the wonders will follow. So he says, let me paraphrase it again. As you wait and receive the Holy Spirit, you shall manifest my mission. You shall accomplish my mission. Let me read then 
First Samuel 10, 6. That we read earlier. And the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you. And you shall prophesy. And the Spirit of the Lord. Say, Holy Spirit. Rest on me. Holy Spirit. Come upon me. Holy Spirit. Endue me with power. Endue me with yourself. Holy Spirit. Turn me into another man. Alright, that don't make any sense. So let me help it make sense for you. Do you feel like you can't manage? Do you feel like you can't take one more pressure? Do you feel like the thing is just getting out of hand? Is there anybody in the room today that feel like, boy, you're so weak and frail? And even though you can't put your finger on any sickness specifically, you just feel weak and frail. Like you can't, you can't, go, any, you can't go anymore. You just feel like you cannot go anymore. Well, I have good news for you. I would like you to be reintroduced to him that is able to turn you into another somebody. I said I have good news for you. I want to introduce you, to reintroduce you to the one that is able to turn you into another somebody. He's the one that is going to come upon your weak, frail, natural self and show himself as the supernatural one. Oh my God, help us this morning. I said the Holy Spirit... He said, when he comes upon you, you shall be turned into another man. He said, change me, Jesus. Rearrange me, Lord. Somehow I don't feel like I'm doing justice to how significant this is. So let me say it this way. This is the point at which we call the encounter. This is the point at which when we come into this interaction with the Holy Spirit, even our names are changed. This is the point at which that when, this is, this is the Jacob fight. This is the fight that after you feel that you won, you realize that you are the only one walking away limping. <laughs> this, this, this is the point at which he kills the old you. That the new you can rise up and please God. I said this is the point where he kills the old you. That the new you can rise up and please God. So Holy Spirit, come upon me. And turn me into another person. Turn me into one, into one that is filled with your spirit. We need to know the Holy Spirit not just as gift. But we need to know him as the giver of gift. Because once we embraced him properly. <laughs> 
once we now begin to build this fellowship with him. The Bible says that as a gift to the church who give gifts and he gave to the church apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers and he gave to the church the diaconos, the deacons, the elders and he gave to the church ministers that would minister and he gave to the church signs, wonders, and miracles, healings, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, gift of administration, gift of faith, and he gave to the church. All right, that's not making much sense. So let me say it another way. And he gave to BG signs, wonders, and miracles. But that is going to flow out of the anointing, out of the, him coming upon him and giving him. So he give BG as a gift to the church, as a pastor. He's giving Gary as a gift to the church, as a pastor. He's giving Patricia as a gift to the church, as a diaconus. He's giving Rache as a gift to the church, as the head of ministry. And whilst he's giving her as a gift to the church he's then exploding in her gifts of signs wonders and miracles gifts of healing gifts of dance gift of singing gift of all kinds so while he's presenting you as a gift he's also giving you gifts that when you act when you enter into your roles when you stand in your place you cannot say i am inadequate when you stand in your place, you are able to say, but truly I am full. I am filled up with the Holy Ghost. But truly I am filled up with power and authority and dominion. Hold on, Emma. Hold on. Hold on a little bit. You, you, you think I'm talking about me alone. I want you to stand up on your feet and just begin to brag on the enemy for a little bit. Come on, just, just, just brag. Every now and then you get an opportunity to show off in church. So I want you to show off. And what I want you to do, I want you to lift your hand and say, But truly, I am filled with the Holy Spirit. I am filled with power and dominion. Say, Watch out, Obia man. Watch out, Sasara. Watch out, gunman. Watch out, cinnamon. I am filled with power and dominion. Oh, I am filled with the might of the Holy Ghost. Say, watch out, people. I am filled. I am filled. Come on, help me, help me, help me. I am filled with authority. Come on, young people. I am filled with the fire of God. I am filled with the next move of the Holy Spirit. Come on. I am filled with love for the brethren. I am filled with gifts. I am filled. Say, watch out, Satan. I wanted for you to change your posture because I want for you to stand 
in the authority that God has made you free. No man, you missed that a while ago. <laughs> it's not just a liberty, it's an authority that God has made you free to walk in. I said it's not just a liberty, but it's an authority that he has come and wave your hand in the air and said, but truly, say Micah 3.8. Come on, Micah 3.8. I, but truly, I am filled with the Holy Spirit, but truly, I am filled with his power, but truly, I am filled with signs and wonders, but truly, come on, sister Claudette, I am filled with a new song, but truly, where the dancers are, I am filled with a new dance, but truly, I am filled with a new tongue, but truly, I am filled with passion and fire, help me somebody, I said, but truly, but truly, but truly, I am filled. Come and say, I am filled. I am filled. I am filled. I am filled with intercession. I am filled. I am filled with solutions. I am filled. Hold on, my hold on. I really want to move on, but the Lord said, don't move just yet. He said, don't move just yet. You see, the Bible said we need to talk to ourselves. We're not talking to ourselves. We are saying that we depress. We are saying we feel mad. We are saying, I feel, we are saying everything else except what he said we should say. I want you to lift your hands and begin to wave it in the realm of the spirit, in the atmosphere, and say, Micah 3.8. Micah 3.8. Acts 1.8 Joel 2.28 But truly I am filled with the Holy Spirit But truly I am filled with the Holy Spirit But truly I am filled with the Holy Spirit But truly I am filled with the Holy Spirit I am filled with the Holy Spirit I am filled with the Holy Spirit I am filled with the Holy Spirit. Shebasi. I told you that I hear a sound of the abundance of rain. I said it earlier and I said it again. I hear a sound of the abundance of rain. I really want to move on, but he said, say it one more time. Say it one more time. I want you to know that your giftings have been activated. Your giftings have been activated. My God, my God, my God. I say your giftings have been activated. Your giftings have been activated. Your giftings have been activated. Lebo konde la sika la bayado kenele lema atakalele likusinala alalaba lekande ele ekese lina alabo kutele ele sina ela kashendele la alalebo yane ekesane elalalebo lekande la ala alokosele la bayado doposa. Your giftings have been activated. Come and lift your hands again and say Micah three eight. 
Say that again. Micah 3.8. Acts 1.8. Acts. Joel 2.28. Acts 2.38 and 39. But truly, I am filled with the Spirit. But truly, I am filled with signs. I am filled with wonders. I am filled. Hey! I am filled. 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 But truly. Hallelujah. 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 Let me expand this for you in the Old Testament. In Genesis 1-2, the Holy Spirit revealed himself as a breath of God. Say, breathe on me, Holy Spirit. The Rohok Hokodesh as he breathed on them, that he gave voice, he caused the, the empty places, he caused the darkness to be rebuked. It says that the Spirit of the Lord moved upon the face of the waters. Water is a very interesting word in scripture because water don't just mean water. CO2. But water also means bodies of people. Large bodies of people. That the Holy Spirit wants to move upon large groups of people. Job said this. Because you're going to be leading. Job says this in Job 33, 4. That the Spirit of God has made me and a breath and the breath of the Almighty have given me life. And when he has said this, he breathed on them. Well, let me, let me, let me go back to Job. I just slip into the other passage. So he says that the Spirit of God made me. Everybody said the Holy Spirit made me. His breath have given me life. John 20 verse 22 says that Jesus breathed upon them and said receive the Holy Ghost. Acts 2, 2 says that when that sound came in the upper room 50 days later, it was hurricane forced wind. And it filled the room in which they were standing. And so <laughs> breathe on me Holy Spirit. Because he's the breath of life. He's the breath of life. He's the breath of life. I'm going to skip down out of some of this so we can <clears throat> hear some more. Whenever we make room for the Holy Spirit, he comes. When Jesus says to his disciples then, the 12, go and wait 
in Jerusalem in the upper room until you receive the Holy Spirit. He comes. When you make room, he comes. When you create opportunities to have fellowship with him, he comes. Any place you do that, he comes. And when he comes, he fills you to the point where you begin to speak in another tongue. Now, if you are here and you have not yet experienced this gift of speaking in the, another language, I know you speak Patwa already in English, but we have another language that we want for you to become intimately acquainted with. This is called the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit with an evidence of speaking in another language. There are those who says that what we are doing is gibberish. That what we are doing is inaudible and make no sense. There are those theologians who have said that every time that God speaks through someone in the Old Testament, he speaks in the language of this people. Well, let me explain what they won't tell you. Corinthians, Paul says, that though we speak with men, with tongues of men and of angels, and though we speak in a way that those who are hearing us cannot understand, and he says that this is a gift from the Holy Spirit. If you have not yet experienced this gift, here is what Acts 2, 38 and 39 says, that this gift was a gift to those who are in the upper room and to their children and to as many as the Lord our God should call. The answer is very simple. The answer is in a question. Is God still calling people? Did God call you? And if he calls you, the gift is also for you. And so I want you right now, if you have never experienced what it is to have this baptism upon your life, to make room this very minute and begin to say, Holy Spirit, baptize me. So we need to know him as the baptizer. We need to know him as the one who baptizes with fire from on high. We need to know him as the baptizer. Say, Holy Spirit. I'm not going next to you, tired, sir. Didn't I just tell him, sir, I have supernatural power? Say, Holy Spirit, baptize me. Baptize me. Hold on there, man. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me, let me help you. So even for those of us who were already baptized with this fire, I have good news for you. Good news. That after Acts 2, there are five other outpourings, an indication that God wants to give you a tap up. You don't have to call DG online. That the Holy Spirit wants to give you a tap up. And we're not talking about a little toops. We're talking about a mighty outpouring. When the first outpouring happened, 3,000 men got saved. 3,000 men from 17 major cities and communities. When the second outpouring happens, the church came into unity. That's why we need a tap up. And the liars and the church were judged. One Ananias and Sapphira that they left straight from church to the cemetery.
and they did not go back home. When the third outpouring took place, those who practiced sorcery in the community were judged. Do you understand why we need a top-up? That once the Holy Spirit comes upon you, every Simon the sorcerer, Elimas Arbar Jesus, whatever the names are, they will be judged. So the Holy Spirit of this, this fresh baptism is to do something with even those who have been baptized already. When the fourth outpouring took place, the Bible says that a man who was a staunch critic, persecutor, and villain of the church turn around and begin to preach that very minute in every synagogue, in every church he could find and begin to declare that Jesus is Lord. So this fourth point is to give you an immediate call into evangelism. That you don't go back to sit down and say, boy, it's four months and then come the harvest. Lord Jesus, help me inside here. But well, the moment that this fourth point happens, there's an immediate moving forth into the vineyard. When the fifth outpouring happens in the book of Acts, and I didn't give you all the passages, we'll get that later. When the fifth outpouring happened, entire households are being saved. Is there anybody in here who have an unsaved relative? Is there anybody in here who have somebody who not saved yet? And you've been praying for them. Say, Lord, I want outpouring one, two, three, four, and I want outpouring five. And not leaving here this morning without I get it. For those of you who are being anointed right now and about to be ordained right now, say, Holy Spirit, I want this outpouring that my entire family might be saved. The sixth outpouring is the outpouring of ordination. I want to say that again. The sixth outpouring is the outpouring of ordination. It is the outpouring that set aside people for holy service. Let me say it again because I don't want us to miss it. The ones who have been anointed today are not just these in the center. The ones who have been anointed today is the church every one of you in the sound of my voice that you have been anointed and ordained in your calling that you will be without excuse this sixth outpouring is a point of ordination that god is saying there's a call on your life young woman there's a call on your life young man there's a call on your life i want to come upon you that this call might begin to do what it was intended to do from the get-go so now let me go back. Let me go back a little bit. Let me go back a little bit. Let me say it now because I'm, I'm closing. I'm closing. Closing. If you have never experienced this outpouring of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in another language, God wants you to receive this today. If you have already experienced this baptism upon your life, God is saying, 
there are at least five more experiences that you must come into right now. And now I want to emphasize that the sixth outpouring is for ordination. For those, all of you who are willing to say, God, here am I. Use me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Take my hand, Lord, take my feet. Touch my heart, Lord, speak through me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. This is my prayer this morning, come on. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Here's my hands, Lord. Here's my feet. Touch my heart. Speak through me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. So this is my prayer again. Say, if you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Are you going to surrender to him? Come on. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Take my hands, Lord, take my feet. Touch my heart, Lord, speak through me. If you can use eyes. My voice is gone. But when I say, I surrender all, all to thee, my blessed Savior. Give yourself to him. Give yourself to him. Give yourself to him. Give yourself to him, yeah. All for thee. I want you just to hum it for me, please. Just hum it. Just hum it. Everyone, everywhere, and especially those who have never experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And those who will be set apart today for holy purposes. <laughs> oh, you listen to me for a moment. The Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 13, 14. 
In the NIV it says, and it is written as a doxology, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. I want you now to receive and to enter in to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. This part we can't do for you. We can't do this for you. There's a, there's a young man back here in the blue. What's your name, sir? It's Maloney. Oh, that's why God talking to me about you. Maloney, stand up, friend. From I walked in here and I saw you, I can't see your face properly from here. The Lord have been saying that there's a place he had you that you have stepped away from. And for some reason he has brought you in this house today to remind you from whence you have fallen. And to charge you as a final charge to get back to your place. Whatever it is you have allowed to distract you, those distractions must go. Whatever you have become otherwise minded by, whatever is capturing your attention, he's saying, that that now must change. You have been giving him lip service. You are speaking what your heart is not willing to do. And he's saying get back to your place. There are many who are looking on you. And they are saying this is not the guy I once knew. And they are saying if you can't stay in God how am I going to come to him you need to go back to your place that they may know that when we have fellowship with the Holy Spirit he not only seals us but he keeps us mark this down for him somebody this is your final warning Lift your hand, everyone. Father, we ask you to come in this room more than you have already come. Holy Spirit, we're asking you now, baptize us afresh. Baptize us afresh. Baptize us afresh. You said if we ask, you'll come. We are asking, please come. Please come. Please come. Come. Come as a rushing wind. 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 We invite you to come. 
Come as a rushing wind. Come as a rushing wind. Come as a rushing wind. We invite you to come. Come and fill the house. Come and fill the place. Come as a rushing wind. We invite you to come. Come. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come. Come. We need you. We cannot do this without you. Come, Holy Spirit. Fill the room. Fill our lives. We await your baptism. We await your pouring. We await the wind. We await the mighty sound from heaven. We await the voice of the Almighty. We await the breath of the Almighty. We await the sound from heaven. Come, Holy Spirit. Come. We need you. We need you. We need you. We need you. We can't do this without 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 you. Baptize us afresh. Upward. Fresh. Upward. Fresh. We can't do this without you. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Someone reach up to him. Reach out to him. Say come Holy Spirit. Baptize me afresh. Baptize me. Backslider. Cry out to him. Say come Holy Spirit. Baptize me afresh. Come Holy Spirit. Come. Oh, come. Come, Lord. Come, Lord. Come. Come, Lord. Come. Come. We need, we need you, Holy Spirit. We need you. We need you, Holy Spirit. We need you, Holy Spirit. We need you, Holy Spirit. Come. We await you this day. We await you this day. Oh, come. We await you this day. We await you this day, Lord. We await you this day. We await you this day. We await you this day. Come, Holy Spirit. Come. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, come, Holy Spirit. Come, 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 Holy Spirit.
Come, Holy Spirit. Come. Come. Come, Holy Spirit. Come. Come. We await you. We await you. We await you. We await your pouring. We await your baptism. We await the sound of your wind. We await your voice. We await the breath of the Almighty. Come. 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 Come, Holy Spirit. Consume in fire, sweet perfume, your awesome presence fills this Second, consume in fire, consume. Consuming fire. We're inviting him. Say it again. Consuming fire. Come and fill this room. Come and fill this room. Say it again, consuming fire. Your awesome presence. Say it again, consuming fire. This is holy ground, yeah. This is holy ground, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is holy ground.
Hallelujah. So as the Holy Spirit moves among us, 